God bless you. Welcome today to Kingdom Concepts. I'm in the studio with one of my best friends, Dr. Daryl Rogers. And man, we're excited about everything that this day has to offer. Amen. I don't know how your week has begun, but I believe that this time that we're going to share with you is going to add to your week. It's going to be a blessing. Amen. We've got a lot of beautiful things that we want to share with you. Things that are going to help you to accomplish Amen. That beautiful destiny that God has for your life. Amen. So you're going to hear a lot of information today. So I encourage you, grab your Bible, grab a notepad, grab a pen. You're going to want to take some notes. If you haven't already, we would love for you to like and subscribe to this channel. So that way, every Monday we put out new episodes, new content, and we would love for you to be one of the first people that receives that. And so I encourage you, if you haven't already, Subscribe to this channel, amen. We would love to be able to be a solid, consistent investor in your life, amen. So today we're going to be picking up on where uh, we were talking last time about free will. And uh, free will is so important when it comes to our lives as believers because, you know, when you read over in Genesis, when God created Adam and Eve, Genesis 1.26, you know, he gave them dominion and he gave them the ability to sow seed. To where how they exercise that dominion, how they exercise that seed, you know, they can determine how their life uh, can go and what it can become. And we know that our lives today are a harvest off of the seeds that we sowed yesterday. Uh, and I guess if we wanted to kind of change the word seed, we can say choices and decisions, the things that we we settled we were going to do Today, our life is experiencing the results of those decisions. But when it comes to free will, the power to choose, the power to decide, uh, how much of an impact does that have, Doc, when it comes to your destiny, your purpose, uh, the, the plan of God, the work of the Lord? How important is it for us to understand um, how those two need to agree? Well, the, the thing of it is, is like... When God called you, or when God called me, your will is involved in it. Because even though you have a purpose and a call of God upon your life, it's your will that moves you forward, or sideways, or backwards. Because you're the one that makes the decision. And so, many people quit be before they experience the purposes of God. And, and I don't know about you, but there is a place that you belong in ministry. And when you are in that place, it's like you live a different life. You're, you feel different. You think different. You f you, you, even your feelings are different because you're in your place. How many people miss that opportunity because circumstance jumps in and gets them to go away from pursuit mm. of their right place? We, you know, in, in ministry, as, as pastors, as teachers, you see so many people that start out and they're full of emotion, they're full of excitement. But you watch them as they go through the tests of their faith. And they're either going to go in one of three directions. 
They're either going to pursue and fight through it, which I'm sorry to say, that's the smallest percentage of people. Wow. The people that stagnate and can sit in church for 50 years and never receive any of the promises of God other than salvation and maybe even taste a little bit of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. But they stagnate. They, they are just there as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other people that because of circumstance, they tendency, the tendency is, is that we blame other people. And if we're not careful, we're going to blame God. Well, for why we're not where we need to be. Why, yeah. And actually, we're the ones that made the choice mm. to not be where God wanted us to be. Out of those three groups, you know, those that fight through, those that pursue, those that refuse to quit, uh, and then that second group you mentioned, those that kind of just become stagnant, they're not going forward, not going backwards, they're just stuck. Um, And then you have those that just quit, those that just abandon it. Which group, you, you said that the first group, those that fight through and pursue, that's the smallest group. Uh, out of those three, which is the most populated group? Is it being stagnant or is it quitting in your, in your uh, experience? Well, it's, it's close between <laughs> stagnation and quitting. Because if you don't pursue the reading of the word, the relationship with God, eventually you'll turn to satisfying your own flesh. Mm. And, and, you know, and it's interesting that in Ephesians 2, and I think it is verse, um, maybe it's Ephesians 3, but anyhow, Mm -hmm. it talks about this. We were at one time, those people that were in the world being led by our mind and our flesh Mm -hmm. to pursue the things of God, but... But God, it says, yeah, but God. pulled us out of that deal and gave us a covenant promise. But how many people do we know in ministry that have been pulled out of hell mm-hmm. and yet they find themselves not reading their word, mm-hmm. not praying, not disciplined, mm-hmm. And then expecting God to do do everything without them doing anything. And and I think a lot of it comes down to uh, people want God to do his part, but they also want God to do their part. That's true. (laughs) And that's what I would... That would be wonderful, actually. (laughs) (laughs) We would be robots then. And I think that's the thing that people sometimes they don't, uh, you know, they don't discern is that... Your, your will is such a major component when it comes to the plan of God. Like what you were saying at the beginning of this, um, you know, that when you're where God wants you to be, you know, I always say the safest place for you to be is in the perfect will of God. It's right when you're in, in, encased in that, that thing that he's called you to do, right place, right people, doing right things, you know, you got all these elements that are working together for good. And the more you stay in that place, the more you realize how much your will is something that you sacrifice. It's something that you surrender to the Lord, because in order for you to stay there, it's going to require that. It's going to require us doing like what Jesus did when he was tested as a man. You know, 
uh, nonetheless, not my will, <laughs> thy will be done. And we'll all come to that place. And when it comes to ministry, it is a choice. You know, it's a choice what we do for God. But I think that sometimes, or I'll say oftentimes, you have people that even when the purpose of God has been revealed, you'll still have people that because they know this is what God's will is, they think that he's just going to go ahead and do it uh, regardless of them choosing to go in that direction or not. It's like, well, if it's God's will, you know, uh, then it's going to happen. It's, it's like that twisted, predestinated spin, you know what I'm saying, the, the hardcore version of it. It's like, oh, well, if it's God's will, it'll just happen. Yeah, because God is in control. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is uh, that's an abuse of Scripture mm -hmm. because it's not true. You're such a kind man in abuse. I think it's more <laughs> ignorance of Scripture than anything. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I had somebody at church just tell me that says that the one thing about you, when you minister, <laughs> you just tell it like it is. You don't care what anybody feels. You know? And I'm it. thinking, gosh, that, that, I don't want to be like that. No, you know? no, you're 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 brutally honest, and I love that about you. You speak the truth in love. But I think that we have to have those moments, uh, like what we were talking about right now. Uh, you know, to where you, you come to that place where you realize there is an ultimatum. <laughs> sure. There, there is a decision that you have to make that only you can make. And, and, and uh, you know, we talked about over here in Joshua chapter 24. And, and I encourage you, if you have your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 24. But let's read verse 14 and 15, Doc. Um, okay. And, and see what Joshua, because he dealt with this thing as a leader. He had to make a decision to assume Moses' position, you know, since Moses was dead. But here he's presenting it to the people. Hey, I've made a decision. Now what's yours going to be? In, uh, let's go ahead and jump into that. Verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So lump it. If you, if you don't like it, you know, stick it in your ear. You know? Because for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. This is where Christianity needs to be. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, is we try so hard to just get along, walk in love with everybody, that we don't even say the truth. Mm -hmm. And the truth is our commitment. It's our love for God because, you know, the Bible talks about this. If you can save somebody from going to hell, Come on. you have a responsibility. But you can't save somebody from going to hell if you don't tell them the truth. Yeah. And the truth is this word. Yeah. It's not your opinion. It's this word. you got to be committed to this. You have to stick your nose in this book in order to know what the will of the Lord is. Uh, you know, you use that scripture when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. 
Did he know the will of God? Come on. Because he was there mm -hmm. before the foundation mm -hmm. of the world. Mm -hmm. And so even though the whole sin of the world and the pressure is on him and blood is coming out of his pores, mm. he's saying, this cup is hard. Yeah. And if there's any other way, but he said, I know the will. Mm -hmm. So not my will, your will be done because he was the savior of the world. Mm. He had to make that commitment as a lamb that went before the slaughterer. Yeah. And he opened not his mouth. Could have See, stopped what, it at any yeah, time. Yeah, he could have stopped it. And the thing of it is, is that we open our mouths all the time and we blame <laughs> other people, you know? You know, and, 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 and what I find interesting, you know, with uh, what, what Joshua said or with what you just read, you know, six different times it mentions serving. You know, because it, it, it is a choice, you know, to serve the Lord. It's, it's a decision. Serving the Lord is a choice. Serving the Lord is a decision. Um, where you serve and how you serve are not your choice. Amen. It's his, right? Where you serve and how you serve. Because God is the one that will appoint a place for you. But putting your, hands into the, uh, putting your life into the hands of the master is what positions you for God to accomplish great things but it is definitely a surrender like what Joshua said. Or he said, it's a choice. You've got to choose. And notice he said, don't wait till tomorrow. He says, you choose this day. And, and I love, you know, I can see the heart of a father here, you know, to where he made it very clear. Uh, you know, everyone has the power to decide. But when you're in my house, this is our house decision. If you're going to be in this family, you are going to serve the Lord. Our, our, your choice is going to line up with this choice. <laughs> Well, you know, my father, who was in ministry his whole life, you know, and so, uh, well, when he accepted the call of God, then I'll never forget this. I had my, my brother's wife smoked, and my dad, he would say this, at the expense of maybe having a problem with his daughter-in-law, he would say, <laughs> Uh, if you got, if you have to smoke, you go outside. You don't smoke in my house. Mm -hmm. And you know, my brother would just go, "Oh man, I'm going to pay for this one, man." <laughs> you know. But you know, the thing of it is, is that we've accepted so many things. I'll never forget this message that Dennis Burke preached twenty some years ago, and he talked about where we were today compared to where we were 30 years ago. Mm. He said, we accept things today that 30 years ago would have been sin mm. for us. Mm -hmm. But now it's accepted because of the culture, because of the influence. Mm. And you know, when you stop and think about that, my mom was 13 years old and she wouldn't go to show as a young girl because she was convinced that if she was in the movie theater at 13, that if Jesus came, because they were looking for Jesus to return then. Any day. And she was convinced that she wouldn't go to heaven because she was, now, you know, in the 30s and 40s, mm -hmm. what were the movies like? That was Roy Rogers yeah. and Gene Autry mm -hmm. and Lass LaRue and mm -hmm. all that stuff, yeah. you know? There was no cussing 
no husbands and wives sleeping in the same yeah. bed. Yeah, there was always two beds in the, in, in, yeah. in the room. And yet, because of the influence of the world, yeah. my mom wouldn't have anything to do with it. Well, where are we today? I oh. mean, you know, it used to be that the stuff that you watch on television, it used to be that that was R-rated. Yeah. It's not now. It's a, it's because it's acceptable. Yeah. Well, how did that happen? It happened because the church didn't stand up, mm -hmm. didn't tell it like it is, mm -hmm. and we had become accepting. And you know, thank God, West Coast is not like that. Thank you, Jesus. Because otherwise, otherwise, I would be leaving too. <laughs> yeah. No. I. <laughs> you, you know, and, and you see so much compromise in the world. You know, I, I have a one <laughs> one of my nephews. Um, just, um, you know, got born again recently and, uh, you know, and, and, and he, he's, he's been someone that's, uh, been a victim who's has succumbed to, you know, the culture and, and, and the way our culture is right now, uh, when it comes to gender and, you know, and all kinds of different things. And I remember him telling me when he reached out to us. He said, you know, he says, you're the only person, he said, that I've contacted. He says, because I know, he says, that my family will tell me what I need to hear to make me feel comfortable about what I'm doing. And he knew what he was doing was wrong. He said, that's why I'm calling you, because you've always told me the truth. He said, you've always made it clear what is right and what is wrong. And he said, and I have gone to churches. And this, this really made me sad. He said, I've gone to several churches, he says, and they all minister in a way to make me feel comfortable with my choices. You know, um, talking about Christian churches where they're saying that God's okay with you being a homosexual. Uh, God's okay with, uh, you know, uh, you, you thinking you're a different sex. All these things, he says. He said even one church he went to, he says, uh, they advertised the church that it was like a, the closest thing that you could get to a European nightclub. And it's like, what have we become? And that's the thing is that you have so many churches, houses of worship, and it's not the churches, it's the people leading them that have allowed the, those culture vultures to come in, you know, and devour the truth, you know, and, and, and to remove it from the house of God to where, you know, we really are stepping into that place to where, um, you know, they're calling good evil and evil good. And unless you know the truth, like what you were saying earlier, you know, John 17, 17, you know, sanctify them by the truth of the Lord. That word is truth. If you don't have the word, then you're going to be making decisions based on culture and popular opinion, not based on truth. And, you know, as, as we were preparing, you know, for, you know, this episode and, and the one that's going to follow, you know, I was thinking about the power of choice, the power of decision, this free will, because... God gave it to us. He doesn't take it from us. And even Satan can't take it from us. I mean, you're talking about this is mighty power, you know, and I wrote this down, you know, the only power Satan can use in your life is the power that you have. And I don't think, you know, we always comprehend the level of power that's been given to us when it comes to free will. Um, because when you think about um, Adam, when he fell, the power in his life, when it became corrupted, you know, he shifted the whole planet. 
into a curse, one man's will, one man having that kind of power. And, and I think that the most dangerous force on this planet is an unsaved man or woman uh, that has the power to be able to choose to build things without God. That's true. It's dangerous. It is dangerous, man. Now, you know, in, in ministry, when you are, you know, you have a responsibility because the sheep or the people that are submitted to you, they're actually submitted to God, but God wants them in the process to be submitted to a man or woman of God mm -hmm. because that's the learning curve. Mm -hmm. The test is, is that whether you can stick to serving the man and you think that, well, you're serving God because I am the church, but promotion only comes out of the field of another. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be able to serve. Uh, you know, I, Andrew called me on the phone the other day, and he just said, are you going to be here on Sunday? It almost made me mad, you know, to be honest <laughs> with you, because, you know, I, if I'm not going to be there, I'll call you and yeah. tell you. Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is, is that I'm committed. Amen. I do what I do because of my choice. Yes. Okay? But you don't have to look around for me because I'm going to be there. Amen. But the thing of it is, is that when you, th when you think about people that we are teaching, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be like that because they're looking to you to satisfy them. They're looking mm -hmm. to the ministry to satisfy them. And the truth of the matter is the satisfaction comes, you know... Just think about this, John 8, mm -hmm. 31, 32. If you continue in my word, mm, it's good. then are you my disciples indeed. Mm -hmm. And you will know the truth. And, you know, we, we say set free, but it's not that. Come it's on. make free. That's right. So the more of the word, the more freedom that you experience. It'll, it'll make it. It'll, it'll create freedom for it you. It does. So, so when you're going sideways. Yeah. That's your flesh going sideways. Mm -hmm. So how do you overcome the flesh? By the spirit. Mm -hmm. And the only way that you can feed that spirit is through communication with God and through the reading of that word. Whether mm -hmm. God ever says anything verbal to you. Yeah. You know, I... You, you mean I not always going to have a burning yeah. bush? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I do get corrected from him once in a while, you know. <laughs> And I always remember those words. Mm. But, you know, the thing of it is, is that this word is my relationship with God. So if I need a word from God, mm -hmm. yeah. here it is right yeah. here. Yeah, here's his will. If you want to know God's will, it's found on these pages. You know, there's one scripture I want to add to, to, uh, to what we've been talking about. Over in Deuteronomy chapter 10, amen, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 through 13, and I'm going to read this out of the Amplified, Deuteronomy 10, verse 12 through 13. It says, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God re require from you? See, there's something that God's saying, hey, I, I, I need you involved. What does he require from you? But to fear and worship the Lord your God with awe-filled reverence and profound respect 
to walk, that is to live each and every day in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, which is your choices, your thoughts, your whole being, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I'm commanding you today for your good. God, God expects us, he desires for us to serve him with everything. And that's what, that's what Joshua was saying was, hey, it, it's more than just a, a light decision. He's like, man, your heart, your soul, everything about you needs to be behind uh, that decision because uh, will is, your will is a commitment to God. Um, as we're closing up this episode, Doc, uh, what, what's the best advice you can give to someone right now that may be struggling with making right choices? What, what would you tell them they need to do? What's a master key you can give them right now? Be thankful for what God has already done in your life. Mm, and good. focus more on that and over in more on that than you would be on the negative. Mm. Because you are where God has you right now, but your decision to move forward is going to be the key to your success. Mm. That's good. That's really God, good. God wants you to be successful. It's guaranteed in the word, mm -hmm. but he has a way to get to that success. You gotta do it his way. Yeah, well you <laughs> don't wanna do it without him. <laughs> Amen. If you've ever done it without him, you know what we're talking about. Man, thank you so much for today. I, I, I pray that you've enjoyed this. If you have, amen, go ahead and hit that like button and share this with someone, amen, that you love. Share this with someone that you know is in a place, they're at a crossroad, and man, they, they need an answer. I'm telling you, today's uh, message is going to be something that'll help them so much. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys again on another episode of Kingdom Concept.